Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming out here this morning. Um, I want to uh, continue here in our series. And I have about like four or five points, but I just slashed it. Someone should say amen. <laughs> I just slashed it to like one point, okay? Because sometimes I think we need too much. And today I just feel I just want to share one of the points on we're going to talk about today. And so uh, are you with me this morning? Amen. Amen. So I want to talk to you the second week in our series, uh, More of God. You know that song that we sang, and thank you, worship team. This series came from that song. You know, when i working, uh, I have worship music playing, and uh, if even some doing construction, whatever, and this song kept coming, kept coming to me, and more of you, God, more of you, and, and uh, I've been stirred with that, and so that's why this series came about. I'm like, Lord, and what is it, and how can we receive more of you? So that's really the birthplace, the song from that. So this is the second week in our series. I've subtitled this Benefits, but we're just really going to get into one point. I'm going to do a quick recap here because we're going to receive communion quickly, Ephesians 2.22, and in him, Jesus... You two are being built together to become a dwelling, and we talked about this, a habitation in which God lives by his spirit. And then we also use the text in Hebrews 2.1, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed. Earnest heed. How many awake this morning? Earnest heed. Passion. Earnest heed to the things which we have heard Listen, at any time we should let them slip. One translation says, to leak out. How many of you know we leak? Amen. We forget things. Uh, how many, some of you know what you ate last night because you're still feeling that. And, and, but, but how many of you know we forget? We forget. And for, in, a, in a large part, you know, we forget a lot. What, that's why we need to have, that's why manna only lasted one day. In the wilderness, if they had too much of it, it turned to worms. It was no good. The Lord was saying he's trying to produce a pattern in our life. We need God more and more each day. Amen. Okay? And so you're here to know and to, and to hear of him. And so, uh, but we need to give heed to that. Because if we don't and we're not attentive, these things can slip out of our lives. And so I said this, that the Holy Spirit, he has power to change our life. Power to change our life. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to produce that Christ-likeness within us, in that Christ-like character. Uh, where, but we, how many know we, there needs to be a desire in our heart uh, for his plan and purpose? Can you say amen? Yeah. And so I said this last week when I talked about that we cannot on our own, watch this, reproduce the character of Jesus on our own or by our own strength. You know, I, I really tried that as a, a young believer and I was really radical and passionate and people saw me and think I was basically crazy. Crazy for the Lord, and, and uh, I still wear some of my, when I recently got out of the Marine Corps, I wear some of my Marine Corps camis, and I would wear my Marine Corps boots, and I built a 10-foot cross. I did all this, your pastor, and I would carry that down the street, and I would go to public places, and, and people thought I was crazy, but you know, but I was passionate, passionate about the Lord. I want people to know about Jesus. How many with me say amen? And, you know, there's, our passion level needs to increase a little here in Alexandria. Are we, are we happy? Are we settled in with the status quo? I don't think so. You know, and see, we're being thrust now as a nation into things that most of us wish we could just go back. 
to 20, come on, 18 or 16 or, you know, we just want to go back. And I'm going to hit something here in a moment, especially for young couples, so hang on. But, but we cannot reproduce the character of Jesus in our own strength, our own strength. This is why I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and it's his importance in our life daily because we let these things slip. We let these things slip and we kind of forget about them and Sure enough, before you know it, you have a whole generation that grows up, doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Don't even know what I'm talking about, about the, about the baptism and, and, and praying in the spirit and, and the benefits of that. How many with me say amen? Yeah. And so, so last week, we kind of threw some things out and it kind of resonated with some people. I used the illustration uh, that I read in a book about uh, a boot camp recruit. It was actually Mario Murillo. And, and, he, and I, I related it because I remember being there where some of the drill instructors were kind of screaming at you in the picture that comes to mind. And this is actually actually quite appropriate. Uh, this is what happens uh, when your lovely, cute little son or daughter goes off to a boot camp. This is what happens. Uh, you know, they're not, you know, putting aprons on them, helping them cook and trying to show them skills of life. No, they are training them to be warriors. And, and they strip you of everything. And it's what, so the story was about a recruit, you know, you know, the Marine asked him, drill instructor, you know, why are you here to find my purpose? And, and he responds back, you have no purpose, recruit. Only the Marine Corps has a purpose. What you have is an assignment in the Marine Corps. And see, and I throw that out there because a lot of us today, we've been told and talked to, and let me just get you a definition here to help here, an assignment is a task or a piece of work assigned to someone as part of a job, a course of study, a position, a post, an office to which one is assigned, a, uh, a specified task or amount of work assigned or undertaken as if assigned by authority. Hear me, every single one of you. We talk about purpose. We all have a purpose, all have a purpose. What's happened is we swung to a different ditch that our purpose is about us and our life. No, your purpose is tied into your assignment, which comes from God. Amen. Did you hear that? Amen. So you want to discover your purpose, find out what your assignment is, then that's your purpose to fulfill that. How many still with me and love me? Say amen. amen. See, but it's not about asking, what's my purpose for my life? You know, well, Lord, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? No. How many know that as a Christian, when you come to Christ, God has an assignment? And that's a little bit stronger term, but it's something that he's tasked us to do. And so instead of asking, Lord, which so many are today, Lord, what about me? You know, Lord, help me, help my situation. Maybe perhaps our answers to prayer are in our assignment. That's right. Amen. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep preaching, whether you respond or not. Amen. And so we're talking about more of God, and we need him in our life. And so, <clears throat> so here's the thing. We find our purpose, watch this, when we seek God's assignment for our lives. And, 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 and how many know the one with true purpose is Jesus? He is the one that has true purpose, and, and, and he has each given us an assignment, assignment, something that we are to accomplish through his power. You know, I think of in Luke chapter 4, verse 17 and 19, I don't have it here thrown up, but Jesus, he walks into the synagogue, right? He's about to start his ministry, and he reads the prophecy in Isaiah, so he finds it, and everyone's fastening their eyes, looking at him, and he finds the part where it says, the prophecy in Isaiah, where the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And then he says, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, and, and, and then he closed the book, and then he says this, this is what he says, he says, this day this is fulfilled, and then they wanted to kill him. 
They wanted to kill him. But I thought about that, and I was reading, and, you know, and the word that shouts out to me is the Spirit of the Lord was upon him because. Come on, somebody shout because. Because, I think about that. That is the most powerful part of that verse. Because why? When you understand and discover your because, that's going to ruin everything else in your life. It'll ruin everything else. When you know your assignment from God, I can think of uh, uh, making the decision to come out here because uh, we lived out here back in the early 90s and, and then we served in a church and we helped and then we went back out to Boston and I remember that, you know, things were, uh, God actually had to do this. How many of you know the Lord, God can get you in a place where he can cause you to go from one place to another and you'll want to do it because where you're at is just, it's just really bad. <laughs> And he has a way of doing that. And he has a way to do that. And let me just say this. I believe the Spirit of God is bringing more people into this community. More people, more businesses, more. I believe they're coming. More, more coming. And because uh, God has this assignment. He does that. And there's an assignment for this church. Can you say amen? And we haven't totally fulfilled that yet. But, but I remember uh, just being out there in Boston and just thinking nothing is working out. Nothing. I mean, whatever I tried, as hard as I pushed, and it just seemed to be working out. And, and I was going out there to take over my parents, uh, my dad's uh, business, the dry cleaning industry. And we opened up some other dry stores, and, and we still had the, the, the plant. We were expanding. But those things were working, but it just was, I felt like a you know, fish out of water. How many hear what I'm saying? And so it was the Lord was doing. He was closing a door. And when, and when we left there, we got in a budget uh, rental truck. I remember that. Loaded all our stuff, BG one way. And we took off and we drove away. I just felt that, that, that where we were headed, I didn't understand you know, everything there. I didn't know what, would, what was our future to behold. I didn't, none of this was even, uh, even a factor. But I just knew that I was stepping into something that God wanted me to do. How many hear what I'm trying to say? But that door was closed. And in my mind, it was, uh-uh. I am, I am, you can have it all. How many hear what I'm saying? You can, you, I'm done. And God will bring us to a place that way and where we have a made up mind and where we focus on his assignment. Amen? So the question this morning as we move on here is, what is your because? What is your assignment? What is, what is the spirit of the Lord upon you because what? Now, that does not mean that everyone's called to the fivefold ministry. I kind of taught that as a kid, and some of you understand that. And, you know, you're either in the ministry or, or you're not, like that, that your vocation is somehow something less. Hear me, my brothers and sisters. What you do, where you're at, is so important because those are people I can never reach. Those are people, come on now, those are people that you will impact, that you will eternally impact their lives. And that is your assignment. And that is something that God has placed uniquely for each and every one of you. So in other words, we need to know uh, what our because is. It's our assignment from God. And here's the thing. You need to not just know it. Watch this. You need to surrender. You need to surrender to that. Do you know what I mean by that? You can know, you know, I talk to people, well, you know, the Lord's called me to, you know, one, you know, I felt the Lord, and, but what are you doing with that? Have you submitted to that? Have you said, yes, Lord, I'm going to follow that? How many with me say amen? amen? 
So it's not just knowing, but it's surrendering to what God wants you to do. And I think God is calling more and more people into the marketplace and even into the political realm that we need people that, how I many know righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach? We need, we need godly people. Now, I'm not saying that's the answer all the time, but you know what? It, 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 it's better than having mayhem in your country. Amen? So we need godly people, and, and we have elections coming up, and, and, and we need to pray people that, that they, they, they vote Scripturally, can I get an amen? amen? Not opinion, not personal opinion, not parties, but we vote scripturally. What does God's word say about this? And then that's how we move ahead. Can I get an amen? amen. Some of you just woke up right there. Every vessel of God has one life message. It's a summation of all that the Holy Spirit has ever uh, uh, spoken to them. That, that what is your life message? And so, so with that, I want to talk to you about, uh, and we're just going to touch on it here briefly, this one point, surrendering to God, specifically in the area of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spiritual language. You know, some of you may have heard of, of things. I've talked about it through the years. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, is the scripture. This is actually in your Bible. All right, I didn't make this up. You can find this and Google it if you wanted now because we have Wi-Fi in here. The Apostle Paul wrote and spoke much about the subject of speaking in other tongues. And he actually practiced what he preached. How many know that we are to practice what we believe? Oh, we're letting them slip. We're letting them slip. Or we'll be influenced by other forces out there. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. He says, wow, that's pretty bold. And so here's the thing. The Holy Spirit, and some related, we're talking about oh, that Holy Spirit, that tongues thing. You know, this is this power, and you, you know, Hollywood's done a great job to defame that. And, you know, uh, movies out there, everything, people, opinions. It's crazy what they've done. To, but the truth of the matter is, how many of you know uh, God knows what he's doing? And God has a way to help equip and empower us. Amen. And so 1 Corinthians 14 8 talks about it. And Paul talks about that and there's other scriptures. But uh, he practiced what he preached. And so, so the Holy Spirit is not just a power experience. It isn't, whoo, you know, I got something here. Oh, he's got it. The Spirit of God is on him or her. And, and that's it. Just for goosebumps. No, there's a purpose behind the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying you have to have that response either. Okay. You don't. That, that's <laughs> some of you. Oh, God. Just lost you right there. It, it, he's, we said this last week. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Somebody shout truth. We need truth today. And let me tell you what's going on in our nation. Right now, we, have, we are coming to a head with lies being exposed. And they're not all out yet, okay? Lies are being exposed. And it's freaking the devil out. Because why? He likes darkness, and when he, he thrives in darkness and sex trade, everything that's hidden, underlying, and all these things, you know, why? that's why the scripture says about why men don't want to come to the light. Why? Because it's, it's brightness. It exposes darkness and exposes sin. Come on, somebody. And that's why they don't want it. I mean, why does a criminal not want to find a police officer? Because they're not looking, right? You know, they're not looking for them. They want to hide. And that's what's happening. And so, so the lies are being exposed. They're being exposed. Satan hates it. So we're living in a time where these lies, I believe they're being exposed. Satan hates it. And he is revolting. He is revolting. I tried to find another word. Kept finding synonyms. Something worse than revolting. But that's what's happening in our nation. Why? Because light and darkness. I'm not talking political parties. I'm talking about people and where they're acting. Some people look at me and go, that's demons. 
it don't even make sense. It's demons on them. How they're acting, and, and you don't even know why you're doing this. They are taken over. Crowds can be taken over by demons. I'm just throwing that out there. All right, but so the Holy Spirit is not just a power experience. He's a, he's a spirit of truth. John 16, 13, Jesus said, when he, watch this, he, the spirit of truth has come, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So you need the Holy Spirit in your life, not just for a heavenly prior language. You need truth. You need to understand to know in a situation, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? I need truth in this situation. He's the spirit of truth. Can you say amen? So he's, uh, the Holy Spirit is not only the spirit of truth. Watch this. He's an overcoming. He's an overpowering for, uh, force. Mark 16, 17 says this. Watch this. These signs will follow those who believe. Now watch this, it says this. They will cast out demons, Amen. and watch what it says next. Amen. And they will what? Speak with new tongues. Right. Cast out demons, and speak with new tongues. Cast out, I'm gonna say that again, demons speak with new tongues. See, tongues is a power experience to take authority of the enemy. I've been in places, some places so sick where I, I would walk by somebody and they just start screaming at me. Just started, I've been in an airport, you know. I remember some places, they even travel in Ukraine. I'm like, what is up? It's demons. They come around you. How many of you know that they, they, they just get, they, they manifest. They can see the power of God in your life. Don't think they cannot. Some of you think, why are they picking on me? What's going on? Have you thought maybe that this is the enemy? Now, I'm not saying everything is a demon. I'm not saying I grew up in that. Come on now, somebody. Demon was winded, toothpaste. Come on, Procter & Gamble sign. Come on now. De demons are everywhere. You know, no, they're not. Okay, no, they're not. <laughs> you know, we had to get rid of, I like that toothpaste, Mom. No, that's gone. That's devil's in that. That's ridiculous. Some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But, but the devil is real, and his, what, what's happening today is being exposed. He's being exposed for who he is in people, and Hollywood is just infested with demons. I'm just going to say that right now. There's nothing good with Hollywood, just infested with demons. And that, that's, they're being exposed. All of these people in hierarchy with power and money, they're being exposed, and they're coming down, and God is judging. He is judging this. Somebody say amen. I hope you're awake this morning. Amen. So, so where am I at? Where's my part? Okay, he's a power spirit. He's a spirit of truth. He is an overpowering force. They will cast out demons and they will speak with tongues. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, watch this. It is, a, it is an overcoming. I like that word. We need that word today. An overcoming. It is an overpowering uh, person of the Holy Spirit to rout demons to rout demons, to cast them out. And so I heard this, that first duty of any general is to take his soldiers out of certain annihilation. Isn't that true? You know, if Jesus came and he said, hey, listen, I'm leaving, and good luck to y'all, goodbye, and he was, you know, he left us with power. Amen. He said, I, I have to go, but when I go, I'm going to give you the Holy, the Holy Spirit must come. He must come. Some of you need to wake up to that, that the Holy Spirit is very vital and important in our lives today. And so here's the thing. I don't believe the Holy Spirit today. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say it. You can quote it too. I don't care. He is not instructing us on an exit strategy. He is not instructing us on buying dried food that lasts 25 years. 
come on, for 150 bucks a barrel. He is not instructing us for an exit strategy. No, he is instructing us to overcome evil. To overcome the evil one. That, that's the church he has called us to. A confrontation with evil. That's what we're about. I love with uh, Mario Morill in his book, Fire and Glory. He says, there are two types of extreme churches today. Can, you want this? Is this all right? Can I share this? Two types of extreme churches. And we are neither of these two. I, that's, I'm not, you may feel this, but that's, not who, that's where I'm going. The number one is the therapeutic church. Oh, God loves you. No matter what you do, you can sleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend. He loves you. Come on, can I get an amen? Yeah, does God love us? Come on, yes, he does. Does he love us in the midst of our sin? Yes, but he wants to free you from that. See, the church should be a place of freedom. You come. Now, we're not judging you. We people come in, they fornicate, whatever. We encourage you to, to step up, to come up higher, to follow God's way, because his ways are the best ways for our life. Amen. He knows what's best. Amen. So there's the therapeutic church, and all I tell you is how much you love, how good you are. How, oh, you poor thing, like a cat. Just keep petting you. Keep petting you. And if I don't pet you enough, then you're going to get mad and go somewhere else. Arrivederci. Amen. Uh, let me move on. But then there's the doom and gloom church. Come on, somebody. Some of you know. You walk around, you meet the pastor. As soon as you shake his hand, any minute, Jesus is coming back. Okay. All right. Um, how many know there's a lot of work to be done still? Could Jesus come back any minute? Yeah, he can. He can. And while I'm going up with you in the rapture, I'll be saying, I'm sorry, I was wrong, but here we go. Amen. But right now, we are to occupy we're to overcome evil. We're not supposed to have a mindset. We're trying to escape out of here. Storing up beans, lima beans in the basement or whatever you feel you need to. Come on. Amen? How many with me say amen? amen. Hallelujah. He is an overcoming force for good, the Holy Spirit. It's a confrontation with evil. So you got, he got the doom and gloom church. The end is near. The end is near. No future. You know, I even, uh, I even listen, even I, I remember my, my son was just talking, we were just talking about him through a FaceTime, and, 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 and he said this, he said, my goodness, if the, he said something like along the lines, if the new normal is normal, that, that's, he just said it like, just with a, a heartache, a heartache, and, and so can I pick on President Lexi? Ooh, they're really scared right now. They go, I called their name right now. Could you two just stand up? I'm just, here is a wonderful young couple just starting off. We did their wedding and they're just a beautiful couple. But you know what? When, if I say to them too as a couple, it's no future, man. It's all over. How do you think they're going to feel? Do you think they want to move ahead in life? You, come on, somebody. I mean, do, do you think they, you know, forget about investments, forget about the future, forget about trying to have kids. I mean, because there's no, well, do you want to bring the kids into this world? This is what the enemy wants to do to Christians. He wants to scare them that there's, I grew, you guys can sit down. God bless you. <laughs> I grew up under that for 50 years. And I'm not going to do that to you. Because the greatest days are ahead. Days of overcoming. Days of defeating the enemy. Some of you, oh God, I don't see that right now. I don't know how that's going to happen. It'll happen. A nation can be changed in one day. Riots can end. Camaraderie and love between different races can happen. And Satan can be defeated. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. We are not a doom and gloom church. I'm just throwing that out there. You may be doom and gloom, but I'm not a doom and gloom. The greatest days are ahead. 
They are not behind us. You can have a family. You can have kids. They can grow up and serve God. You can fulfill the call of God, the assignment on your life, even in a dark, dark place. Why? Because light works best in darkness. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is harvest? Harvest is a triumphant church. It's an overcoming church. That's, that's what we are. That there's a future. There's a hope. Hallelujah. He, pastor's got his head in the sand. No, I don't. I just live life long enough to know God is faithful. God is faithful. He knows how to deliver his people. Do you honestly think Moses, when he led the children of Israel out, and the Lord told him where to go. He told him where to camp. It is the most stupidest place to park two million people with their back toward the sea and mountains on both sides. The dumbest, like, hello, God, you know anything about armies? And knowing, he even told them, Pharaoh's going to chase you. The moment you guys leave and three days you go in the wilderness, he's coming after you. And he did. <clears throat> and I, Josephus brings out that it wasn't just the 600 chariots. There was like thousands of horsemen and tens of thousands of others that just came out, men with, you know, the, uh, um, the Egyptians came out. It was just more than just the 600. And when the children of Israel saw that, they screamed, and their backs to the sea, and they looked to Moses, and God just says, don't cry out to me, stretch forth your rod. And he split the sea, and they were no more. No more. And you see, that quick, that quick, a song came in their hearts. And, you know, we hear the story about Miriam with the tambourine, you know. There's a lot of Miriams in churches now and then. Woo, you know, the tambourine. Actually, we don't have anyone who plays tambourine, but uh, we used to have some tambourine players. That she would sing the old song. How many remember it? I will sing unto the Lord. This is a 70s song. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and the rider thrown into the sea. Some of you know it. Some of you go, what is he talking about? It was a great song, man. It was like, woo! the Lord, my God, my strength. And they would dance, has now become my victory. Hey, listen, when the enemies are drowned and they're behind you and you're never going to see them no more, you're going to rejoice. Rejoicing is coming back to our nation. Rejoicing is coming back. But we need to stand. We need to stand as a people. We need to be bold. We need to be not be timid and fearful. We need to be, know in our Noah. We need to know our God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would, please. He is an overpower, overcoming force for good. Second uh, Corinthians 2.14 says this. Now, thanks be to God. Watch this. I wish I had this to pull up. But now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, thanks be to God who always. Somebody shout always. Always. Doesn't look at Pastor Mike. Looks really scary. Actually, oh, the worst is yet to come. The worst is yet to come. The worst is yet, the best is yet to come. I said the best is yet to come. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We can and we will do all things through Christ Jesus. We will overcome. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands if you would. Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you for your presence now in this moment. We just thank you. Lord, we thank you for the blessings that are available as we daily appropriate the presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I want to encourage you, those who have been baptized, you've had the experience, this is to stir you back up. I want to stir you back up. Stirred up in your faith, your most holy faith. 
praying in the Holy Spirit. And for some of you, this is new. This is new. You may have heard it before. You don't understand it, but you're intrigued by it. We have information. We have some little booklets that'll help you. We have uh, uh, stuff we can just give you, help help you to, to grow in your faith in this area, and you can receive it. In a moment here, uh, we're going to receive communion, and after that, we'll invite the altar workers. If you need prayer uh, specifically, you want to be prayed to be filled with the Spirit to receive that heavenly language, you can do that. Really depends on where your heart is at. Even those of you right there out on the Facebook land, you're there. God is speaking. You can receive. It doesn't matter how or when, but you can receive your spiritual uh, uh, grace in tongues. So, Lord, right now, I just thank you. I just want to challenge. I, I just sense there's those that are on the fence. You're on the fence of fear. And that fence of fear is tormenting. And you're actually not right with the Lord. You're not right with God, but you need to get right with God. You need to get right with God. God is the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. He's a spirit of truth. He's speaking truth to you today to come back to him, to come back to him. You're here this morning. You've drifted. You're away. You said, Pastor, I need, to, I need to come back. I need to come back. Today is a great day for that. It's a great day for that. Hallelujah. We just thank you, God. Why don't you pray this prayer with me? It is a prayer of repentance. It is a prayer of a recommittal of your life to the Lord. It is a prayer of you taking that step of faith, moving away from fear to faith. If that's you, let's pray together. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. Forgive me, Lord. Come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I need you, Lord, more than ever. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I give you my life. Now take it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. God bless you.